Hey guys, welcome to Improvement, the podcast show. We're back again, and today's guest is my boy, Nate. We talk about investments, the psychological side, the process, the early stage, the mistakes, and the lessons. And at the end, we had some fun with a new section I introduced to the show. Did you know Nate prefers self-education over mentorship? Or that he likes to play poker? Look, I'll add the timestamps in the description so you can go directly to the section you want to listen. So, without further to say, please enjoy. Hey Nate, how have you been? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm good, my man. I'm really good. So, I really appreciate your step to be in this episode, man. No problem. No problem. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's good to be here. Thanks, man. Let's start let's start talking about the 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 the, the psychology of investing, so to say, okay? Mm-hmm. How do you decide, okay, I'm going to become an investor? Well, I think really for, I mean for me, it was understanding that I wanted to make money, right? And I guess that's the first thing that comes to people's mind is, is you know, how do you make money and how do you create wealth for yourself abundantly? And, um, you know, I think the, the best way to do that is to invest, right? To have your money work for you and um, have it compound, et cetera. So, so for me, when I first started to learn about investing and saving and things like that, investing in particular, um, was just so, and even to this day, it's just so cool. Like it's so interesting learning about it, how you can do it with different asset classes. Um, you know, you, there's, there's a million different ways to invest. So um, I think the, the, the biggest thing for people, why, why they start to invest is because they want to uh, acquire a legitimate wealth. Mm. And what would you say is the action plan? Sorry? What was that? And what will you say is the action plan? So it really depends on what your goals are, right? Um, there's different investing action plans for short, short-term investors who maybe um, are trying to start a business or are more interested in um, day-to-day, you know, funding their life. Um, there's there's more long-term action-oriented plans with retirement planning. Um, you know, letting the beauty of compound interest go to work if you're investing um, long term in the stock market or whatever the case is, real estate, etc. Um, so you, you really got to first figure out, okay, why am I investing? How long am I investing for, for whatever I'm investing in? And um, what do I hope to gain from it? Mm, yeah, I see. Um, when did you realize you wanted to become an investor? You know, it was, again, like when I was younger and I first started to learn about it, um, you know, money is a very deep subject for me and uh, it, it goes so, so deep. Um, growing up, we didn't have much of it. And so I always wanted to um, have it because, you know, you get a little bit of money and all the problems go away. At least that's what I thought <laughs> when I was younger. And, you know, to some degree, I wasn't wrong, but um when I started to grow up, I realized that investing was 
the most conducive way to to uh, acquire wealth um, the quickest. And so, because saving, you can only save so much money. Investing um, will will help you acquire that much much faster. So uh, that was I've sort of always wanted to. I guess is my answer to that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. Um, so, would you say that you received a financial education? throughout your childhood well yes at my own household not a formal education my my parents my mom in particular taught me a lot about money um how to use it how to be smart with it nothing too specific on investing or um actual strategies but more so street smart ways to to save your money don't you know don't eat out don't <laughs> you know, party too much, you know, mm. simple stuff like that. But that stuff matters, right? Some families, they don't even talk about that, yeah. right? They, they, they just leave it at, um, you know, here's money. This is what money is. And then that's the end of it. Like, <laughs> you know, fend it for yourself, right? And, and it's wrong. So, um, you know, I, I, I was lucky enough to have uh, a few courses in university that I took on um, money management and things like that. But uh, growing up, no, there was there was never any formal education on it, which is unfortunate. Mm, yeah, I see. No, I, I actually can relate with what you said. Um, well, in my case, um, I didn't receive that that type of uh, financial education, and right. And so, but I had the same the same idea like, like you, right? I, I grew up with, without that much money, and and I always wanted to have more, and. <laughs> This is funny. Yeah. yeah. When I land my first job, you know, I did the things right. I was working hard and I was promoted. So I started to, to earn more money. And mm. dude, it took me one year to burn out all the money that I that I made <laughs> for you. Yeah. Because yeah. I was making the money and well, I told you that I like a lot about it. I like I like to talk about the mindset and the psychology of of the of the investment uh, of all activities actually like I, i really like human behavior and i realized later on right that i burn my money because of my insecurities you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so so you know it's like dude i was i was like 2018 2018 i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. i went out you know to to club to party mm -hmm. almost 200 days of that year. Wow. Which I, I was going out from Tuesday to Saturday, everything. Yeah. Week, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I can relate. I think that, dude, if, if you're listening right now and, and you're going to be a, a dad or a mom, you know, or you actually have a child right now, like one of the best gifts you can, you, you can, you can give them is like talk about money in a conscious way, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a taboo, it's a taboo subject. It's, it's something that people don't really want to talk about um, amongst each other. They don't feel like they want to um, teach their kids because they, they don't think they can handle it for whatever reason. Kids are a lot smarter than um, their parents give them credit for And so, you know, and I, you know what, too, man, like I, I can relate too. like I started really taking my financial education serious a few years ago. Um, but, you know, I, I 
I was a student in the first few years of my university um, tenure. I was I was going out like not maybe not you know Tuesday to Saturday, but I was going out um, a few times a week as well, and, and you know that stuff really adds up. So again, it's that it's that switch that kind of goes off in your head once you really start to research and understand and do the math, um, and you and you kind of get into it. You realize um, you know you, where where your money is much more better suited and that's in investments and saving it and being thoughtful with it. There's nothing wrong with fun. I'll always, you know, be a big supporter of doing fun things, going out, enjoying yourself, but uh, you gotta, you gotta manage it as I'm sure you've, you've come to realize. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh, I, there's something funny with me. I, um, I learned the hard way, you know, I need to like, mm -hmm. I need to lose. And, and get beaten, mm. you know, to, to learn. Well, mm. at least that's how I I learned, like, throughout my life. Right now, I feel that I'm a little bit more, like, conscious, more, like, self-aware, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. So you can kind of see it maybe yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, man, tell me, what's the mindset of a good investor? Uh, you know... Calculated, uh, I'd say, is is, um, is is probably the good mindset because emotional investors are, are bad investors, right? Um, emotional investors are gamblers, <laughs> mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Um, you, you can't you can't act on emotion. You need to act on rationality. You need to understand historical facts of whatever realm you're in. So if you're again, I, I'm not. I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of day trading and short-term trading in, in, with respect to like amassing wealth for the everyman. Uh, that's a very, that's a hard um, field to be good at. There's a lot of people doing it, but there's very few that are actually doing it well. Mm. Um, but for the people that are doing it well, I'd imagine that their mindset is very rational and they have, they have to put their emotions aside and really you, you know, be analytical look at the numbers, look at the history and make um, reasonable decisions based off that, um, you know, not getting caught up in some of the psychology that um, you're, you're sort of referring to. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of biases that uh, occur with investing um, and in life in general amongst humans that you can get caught up in. Even the most seasoned investors um, will get caught up in thinking that they're on a hot streak and they can't miss or, um, you know, their, their perspective maybe isn't in the right place because they're, they're framing it, um, you know, not as, not as uh, effectively as they should. For long-term investors as well, um, you, you really have to stomach the fluctuations, right? You, you can't get caught up in the short term if you're arguing or if you're investing for the long term. So again, like really keeping your emotions in check is, the key to being a successful investor, regardless of the horizon. Mm, I see. Well, I, I have two things that I want to to go to dive into. The first is like when I'm looking for new guests for this show. You know, I, I really want to talk with more investors about the, the psychology of of investing. You know, and so I go mm. to Instagram. This is my strategy, by the way, and I go to the I, I search a certain hashtag and I put, for example, like, I don't know, investment, um, 
investor mindset or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that most of the posts are those like type of like day trader, right? That is like mm-hmm. invest with me like four hundred dollars and make like ten 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 thousand, I don't know, on, on forex markets mm-hmm. and all that. And like, like, yeah, yeah, everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah, everywhere, yeah. And and I feel that I don't know if you agree, but I feel that it's more easy to create those. I don't know. It's, I, I I believe that are fake accounts, right? And right. and play some scams around that because it's like you can do it if you're a long term investor, right? It's not that attractive. I don't know if you agree mm-hmm. with me. Now, with with agree with what in particular? Well, that is easier to create like to attract people, you know, to make money fast with day trading uh, right. instead of long-term investment. Exactly. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely agree. There's no... People <laughs> People aren't jumping out of their bed excited about 40 years of investing. You know what I mean? I mean, we are, right? We are. But if you're, if you're trying to target somebody who maybe hasn't really... If hasn't really invested or is, you know doesn't really know what's kind of going on. You, you got to go after the sensational sort of headlines, make money quick kind of thing. Mm. Um, Cause that's, that's what pulls people in. Mm, I see. And, and the other one, the other thing that I wanted to, to ask you is you, you said that you don't like gambling, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, <laughs> I don't necessarily not like gambling. I just, I just think it's very dangerous. Mm. I see. So, because I used to play poker, you know, when I was like 17. Um, yep. I, I, I loved poker for a long period of time and actually I still love it. And mm-hmm. I made a little bit of money, like not too much. Um, mm-hmm. But the funny thing is that, again, I lost all my money because I, I just was like, you know, you are like, you, 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 you become greedy. You are like, yep. get yep. good hands, you know getting some good pots. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pocket rockets, all that. Yeah, man. And, and it's like, this is going to this is gonna come a moment where where the, the luck, right, is not going to be to, at your side and you have to make the right decisions. Like, But this yep. is the question. Do you feel like if you start gambling, you can become like addicted to that sensation? Yeah, absolutely. It's a very addictive um sensation and uh you know full disclaimer like i i gamble like here and there like i i gamble on um with with money that i i'm able to lose i don't ever gamble with money that i wouldn't be comfortable losing right um that's that's my one rule if i don't care about whatever money i have um then then i'll I'll, you know i'll gamble so i'll i'll gamble maybe on sports i'm a big sports guy so i'll maybe do a few bets there maybe just some bets with my buddies and I play poker a lot as well. Like Texas Hold'em, like that's my favorite to, to play. And, and uh, a lot of my friends, we, we love to play that together. But, you know, it, I don't seriously gamble. I don't go to casinos or anything like that because I've seen what it can do to people. Um, and it absolutely can get really addicting. And um, you, you'll get caught in a gambler's, fa- gambler's fallacy, right, where – um, you know, you, you, you lose and you want to make it up. So you keep gambling, but inevitably you're going to lose everything. Right. Mm. So it's a, it's a very addictive thing. And I think that the stock market is, is no different. It's at the end of the day, as you're saying, it's human psychology, right? 
Yeah, yeah, Nathan, you're right. And, and tell me, what makes the mindset of a good investor so different from the mindset of a bad investor? Again, it's the, the rationality versus the emotion, right? A, a, a good investor acts on emotion, or sorry, a good investor acts on rationality and a, and a bad investor acts on emotion. You can't, you can't act on emotion ever. It has to be a calculated, rational decision, right? And yes, like that's not to say you can't be excited to some degree if you if you win some money, but you can't. The, if you let your emotions get too involved, you're you're going to lose because they're going to get the best of you every single time. Um, and so that's uh, emotion is the biggest um, the biggest differentiator between good investors and poor investors. I got it. I got it. Do you think being a new investor means being a bad investor? Not necessarily. I think um, I think a, a you know what a new investor can make bad you know a new investor is going to make mistakes. Like there's you know it's hard it's hard to to get it right perfectly off the bat. That's depending on what the kind of investing you're doing, right? Um, if you're doing long-term investing and you're just buying index funds and you're just that's all you're doing, then it's, it's kind of hard to screw that up unless you start, you know, pulling out when it gets bad and getting back in and out and in and out. That's again, that's that's the emotion that I'm talking about that that, that messes people up, right? Because they see the stock market go down, so they sell off. They, you know, they crystallize a loss, and then when they see it getting better, they put, go back in, and then it's just this bad sort of. Uh, um, cycle so new investors may be more prone to that um but i don't necessarily think they're they're going to be bad investors they just have to know some of the know some of the psychology around investing and be prepared to to act act around it i see i got it then what the new investor should internalize if you want to succeed i know that you're going to mention emotions but besides emotions uh, you, you just, I feel like you really need to keep your end goal in mind. You know, you can't, uh, even if you, I mean, even if you are a day trader, um, you, you can't, you can't focus on every single moment. Like you have to think big picture um, and, and think of the whole game, so to speak. You need to zoom out and look at what am I investing for? Like, what's my end game? What's my exit strategy? What, what am I trying to do with all of this um, all of these moves that I'm making, like what is it leading, laddering up to? Uh, and so I think really having that holistic bird's eye view of what you're doing is, is um, what you really need to internalize. I see. I got it. Tell me, then besides the mindset, what makes a, an investor a good investor? Uh, their consistency. They have to consistently invest for one um they need to consistently look into different facts um new information they need to consistently be researching to understand the dynamics um you know where the good returns are and so i, I think you know success in general i you know for me is predicated on consistency and i think investing success is the exact same like you just need to be consistent with uh, your strategies consistently getting better, et cetera, et cetera. I got it. I got it. I'm wondering when things get rough 
for you, for example. What's your inner dog? Mm -hmm. Say that one more time. When things get rough for you, what's your inner dog? Like Endgame. Endgame. I just think, you know, my for for example, I, I'm a long term investor. I don't I don't mess around short term. So I, I don't really care, to be honest. I just shut it off, right? Because if things get rough, I just have to trust that what I'm holding, my holdings, are going to weather the storm, right? And and that I'm going to do okay. Because I don't typically hold single equities. I, I hold um, exchange-traded funds, so like index funds, things like that. And because I'm I'm such a big believer in the market and my funds – you know, replicate the market. Uh, I don't. I don't really have to react because I, it's just so ingrained that um, I know the market in the long term is going to go up. And if the market doesn't go up in the long term, then there's a lot of other problems that we're probably going to be more concerned about. So when things get rough, it's I treat it as probably a good buying opportunity if I'm in a if I'm in that position. Um, but I really I don't really freak out because again i'm in it for the long haul i got it i see man so you, you if you can like summarize your inner talk in one word will be end game right end game yeah, yeah. end game I got like what's your end game what do you yeah exactly yeah man. i want to go back to the to the emotions that you mentioned and you mentioned it a lot so tell me how do you keep your emotions on check I tried to have a system in place. Um, you know, one thing I tell people when they're starting off with investing, I like how you have to have a plan. You have to have a system. Um, you need to figure, first of all, you need to figure out your goals and then you need to figure out how you're going to get to your goals. And, and how you do that is by structuring a plan. And so for myself, I have a specific investment plan of dollar cost averaging, right? Taking a portion of my income consistently putting in the market And, and not really worrying about, not reacting to what the market's doing, but just con consistently buying into the market. And so I don't have to really regulate my emotions because I, I don't change. As long as I just keep doing what I'm doing and I don't change what I'm doing, my emotions can go up, down, sideways, left, right. Like it doesn't matter because they're not going to influence what I'm doing, right? Mm. I got it. Yeah. And... On a scale from zero to ten, how much would you say you can control your own emotions? Ah, uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I, you know, I'd say, I'd say nine. I'd say I'm really good at keeping my emotions in check. I'd say eight. You know what? I'm human, obviously. I'd say eight. Um, you know, I, I get mad. I get angry. I get sad, like everyone else, right? Like, I'm not perfect. But uh, I think I do have a pretty good handle on my emotions. When it comes to emotional um, business and, and investing and things like that, I, I'm, I'm, I'd say a nine. Like I'd say I'm more, I'm more calculated than not when it comes to that stuff. That's, for me, sounds like mastery, man, for real. Ah, uh, no, I got a long time. I got a long time to go. <laughs> How long it took you to be able to successfully control your emotions to be in like to say an eight or, or a nine? Uh, you know, it's, you just kind of see what works and what doesn't. Right. And again, I'm very young. I've got so much uh, to, to learn in, in the future. 
right? I, I, I can't sit here and say I'm a master of anything yet. <laughs> I, I hope to be someday. But with respect to my emotions, I, I really find that like, I just look for what works. And then I just do it over and over and over again, right? I, I don't let my emotions tell me that there's this new great strategy or this, that and the other. Like I just, again, like if it's working and keep doing it and like, just trust the process sort of thing. And so when you can kind of know that what you're doing is going to lead to something and it's not, you know, obviously there's inherent risk and things like that, but when you truly like internalize and believe that like what you're doing is the right thing, it's, it's hard for your emotions to get in the way because you, you're, I mean, I guess technically you're emotionally um, on board with your, with your sort of rational side of thinking. I see. I got it. I got it. Now, I don't want to ask you, why do you think people quit? Because I think it's a cliche question, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Instead, I want to know what's going on through the mind of someone who quits. You know, I believe it's a good idea to be aware of some of the roadblocks, so to say, you might face in your path. And some of those roadblocks mm -hmm. are going to come from your mind. So mm -hmm. what could you say are some of the common thoughts that prevents people in the early stage from keep going? I'd say the risk of losing all their money. That's the first thought that goes through your head. I don't want to lose my money, right? The fear of loss, right? In a general sense is why people lose and why people quit and why people say, quote unquote, I tried investing. It's not for me. It's, it's not that it's not for them. It's, it's the fact that they didn't go about it the right way because They were too emotionally invested. They, they saw stocks dropping, they, they panicked, right? And they, they sold off. Um, and then they said, this is, this is bogus, whatever. And so I think the roadblocks um, is, is the negative self-talk, right? Like you're saying, um, you know, the irrational fear of loss. If, if, you know, you happen to be doing all the right things, right? Like diversifying, investing for the long haul, et cetera, and, and you still are getting scared and panic, um, that, that, that isn't, that's going to stop you from going forward. If you let it right, you can't, you can't let it. Um, it's completely understandable. Um, but what I, what I find with fear is the more, you know, about what you're afraid of, the less scary it is. And so if people would maybe put in a little bit more legwork and research and try to understand it more, I think they'd be less scared because they'd have a better grasp of what's going on. So I really think, you know, it's, it's more fear, it's fear of loss and fear of the unknown. So you kind of have to just um, grapple with that. And, and a lot of people, unfortunately, can't. So. Yeah, I see. And I agree with you, man. Actually, the funny thing is that it's a question that aimed to investments, right? But I, but I believe that it's like, it's wider, like it, 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 mm -hmm. it, it fits any type of, of career that you're following. Look. Mm -hmm. Go, go, we do a small exercise, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Go, go. Because in CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, those thoughts that you mentioned uh, could be considered as dysfunctional thoughts, you know? So mm -hmm. there are some ways like to test the validity of a thought, you know? And you say, you mentioned two thoughts. I don't want to lose my money. And it's not for me, right? Mm. Let, let's work with it's not for me. The, so I'm going to ask you two questions. 
And if you can provide me mm. some answers, it's going to be really helpful. So if someone comes and say, you know, this is not for me, what's the evidence you think someone could have to support that thought? They would point to the losses. They would say, look, I lost my money. This isn't for me, right? Like I, they, they, they take the action and they, they attach it to their self-identity, right? They, they think that because they didn't do well right away, that they're not cut out for it. And that's just not how it works, right? With, with anything. Mm. So um, it's, it's ascribing, ascribing results to your identity is where people go wrong. Right? You, can't, you can't internalize, um, you know, a mistake and because and, you're going to feel like you're a mistake, right? And you're going to feel like it's not for you. Mm. Mm, I got it. And in the other hand, what's the evidence you think that that person could have that supports the idea that it's not for them? I mean, that it is for them, you know? So the thing is, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a well-worded question. So the thing is, It, de it depends on your strategy to know if it's for you. And like for like, if you ask me, investing for everyone. There's there's no there's no there's nobody that's more adept to it than than not. At some capacity, every single person can 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 invest. It just maybe they're not going to be Warren Buffett. Maybe they're not going to be a real estate mogul, but they can invest in some you know asset that can return the money. There's there's no reason why anybody isn't cut out for investing, but Um, I'd say that understanding again the 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 ease the simplicity of investing if if you just keep consistently buying in you're going to do well. Um, I'd say they could probably point to case studies of such things. Mm, I see, I see. Could you verbalize another typical or common thought that you think someone might face? Yeah, um, I'd say, I'd say, you know, like similar to the past one, but maybe I'm really good at this, right? They, maybe they think they're really good at it because the stock market shoots up, their, their, their holdings shoot up as soon as they invest. So they automatically think that, you know, they're, they're really good at it, right? So that's, that's the problem, right? People think, They're really bad if the market goes down, and they think they're really good if it goes up. And so you, you can't you can't ascribe again yourself to to the performance of the investment that you've chosen, right? So I'd say I'd say people, you know, I'm really good at this. I love that. I love that. I got it. Do you meditate, Nate? I do. Then will you say meditation has helped you improve your performance in the markets? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I got it. How exactly meditation has helped you? Again, keeping a cool mind, right? Taking, being patient, taking my time, not making decisions out of ration or er, emotion and, and, you know, out of nowhere kind of thing, taking my time. And, and again, with, with med meditation, I find is, is so good at, at bringing your focus back in. Like all these thoughts are going through your head and then you can just refocus and realign. And so 
what I do with investing is, is all these thoughts are going through my head, you know, oil just came up, right? Should I, boom, boom, should I get an oil? Oil's going down, right? Like there's all the, you know, Forex, all these flashy things that are in front of me, right? And then what I do is, okay, I bring it back to center. You know, I think about my end game and I think, okay, well, what am I, what am I doing all this for? It's like, okay, I'm, I'm putting away money for my retirement. I want to create this, this great life for myself. And so when I, when I can recenter, similar to when you're meditating, it allows me to filter out all that noise and, and stay on track with, with my plan. Mm. And in what other areas of your life you think meditation has helped you? Emotional regulation, right? Like being able to um, withhold, not withhold emotions, but maybe not lash out or be really emotional in, in a specific setting, being able to control that and then addressing it maybe in a more, you know, uh, um, useful, a more useful, appropriate manner. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think meditations really helped me with that. Just, just basically being able to recenter and, and, uh, regulate my emotion. Amazing, man. I love it. You know, I, I, I learned about meditation like on 20, 2018, 2018. And at mm -hmm. first was like, was like really uncomfortable and painfully, you know, because it is, able to yeah. stay like quiet and, you know, like still. But since then, man, like the benefits are like unlimited. But how did you, did you start meditating? So I, again, I, you know, I'm sure you're the same kind of way. I'm a very big self, um, self-help productivity guy, right? Like I love to know, um, you know, how I can be a better, better brother, better investor, better businessman, better everything, right? Like I always want to be better. And so I kept hearing about meditation and actually, um, you know, I, I just, I've heard like from everywhere. Um, how good it is and I actually did a few exercises one time um, I went to see a counselor once and uh, you know we her and I did a, a few exercises and I remember just falling in love with it like how beneficial it was to you know mental health and emotional regulation and the, the, I mean the, the benefits are countless um, and so uh, you know it was a mix of everything it kind of just came up I gave it a try and I just fell in love with it I love it man I love it I got it. Let's talk about the process. What do you need to start investing? Um, I mean, sorry, hope. I know, hope. I know money, like I know it, but what else besides money? Right. Hope, right? Like I think, I think you need to have hope. You need to, you need to hope that you need to, you need to believe that you can, you can do something with this money, right? You can't, Um, you can't not have hope in, as an investor, right? You, if you have no, you have no, um, no passion, no, um, you know, hope for the future, no ambition kind of thing, um, then like, what are you investing for? Right. So you need to have, um, some hope and some, um, some will that will, uh, will lead you, um, to success. Mm. Are those the essentials? I mean, there's, there's a few, uh, I'd say, I'd say again, like, you know, 
ambition, right? And wanting, wanting more, um, hope, believing that there is more out there and, um, a little bit of money. You don't, you don't need much. You can, you can do, you can invest a dollar. Like it, it's all about the principle of, of the action itself, not necessarily the sum of money. Right. So, you know, just getting in the habit of, of investing itself, it doesn't really matter how much, or, you know, some, some kids, right. Some parents actually, they, um, they, they teach their kids to invest with like play money, right. Or like, uh, those free online, um, portfolios that you can create, right. It's, it's not about the money. It's, it's about the principles and the, and the, the essentials that you're speaking of those good habits, those good investing habits to develop, um, a, uh, a solid foundation. I see. I see, man. You're right. You, you, you nail it with the word like principles, man. Mm -hmm. I got it. So with how much money did you start investing? Uh, I think it was like 10 bucks. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like that was just the first time I ever like, uh, put some money away in, uh, in, uh, an account, like just an investment account. And then like, obviously I evolved and, and developed my own sort of strategy. But yeah, like I, back, back then it was like just 10 bucks, but like, again, like it, it just got started and then it kind of opened me, opened me up to a new world and, and then off I went kind of thing. Did you feel in love for like, was in the moment, like an instantaneous love? No, I mean, it, the love, the love came when I realized what my life could look like if I stuck with this for the rest of my life, right? Like, I didn't necessarily like, in, like, put my money in and think it was the coolest thing ever. Like, I, I, I got excited when I started to, you know, read blogs, read books, listen to podcasts, etc. Like, really grapple and understand, like, okay, like, I could actually do something really special with my life if I keep doing what I'm doing. And, and that's when I really fell in love mm. with it. I got it, man. Let's talk a little bit about the strategy. What's a good beginning strategy in your opinion? Just a small percentage of your paycheck. Uh, or, you know, paying yourself first, right? Taking a very small percentage. If you make, you know, 500 bucks, take 50 bucks, right? And just put it away every single week, every single paycheck, whatever. You, no questions asked no compromise, no nothing. You have to put away a small percentage away and consistently do that, I'd say, is, is the easiest way to get started. I got it. And what was your strategy back then when you started? I didn't really have one, <laughs> being honest. Like, I, I, just, I just started. I just jumped in, and uh, I was in school at the time, so I just, I just wanted to get started. And then eventually, I, I started to crystallize uh, more concrete plan of what I was trying to do. Yeah, I see. Let's talk about your day then. I'm wondering, what does an average day look like when you're an investor? And, and you're, also a, a, you're also a content creator, right? Like, so. Right, right. So for me, I'm, I'm more so of a passive investor, right? So my day-to-day with respect to investing isn't really anything at all other than maybe checking my portfolio balances in the morning and reading some news. Um, but I'm a passive investor with respect to uh, the stock market. Um, I don't, I don't actively trade on um, stuff like that. You know, eventually I'm, I'm planning to invest actively in, in real estate. So that that's probably going to be a lot more 
uh, <laughs> more fruitful of an answer if we were to chat in the future. But, um, you know, my day in the life is really, again, working on my content, um, putting together a podcast, you know, I, I all day today I was working on, um, you know, a, a podcast towards student loans and things like that. Um, so that's my day to day right now. But with respect to being an investor, I'd say just, just, just keeping my eye on things. Nothing too, nothing too crazy. I got it, man. I see. In that case, let me let me uh, reformulate the question. As a content creator, how what what does an average day look like when you're a content creator? Yeah, man. So I I, I like to have a routine. Like recently, I haven't been too too strict. Um, it's just been a weird time, like everybody can relate, but I, I have been, um, have somewhat of a routine. So I'll wake up, I'll, I'll get ready, whatever, brush teeth, whatever. And then I'll check Instagram because Instagram's my main platform. And then I'll check my other platforms. Um, I'll respond to DMs, comments, whatever. Um, make sure that everything's kind of centered. Um, I'll look at what I have, uh, my, on my schedule for the day. So I, I schedule pretty heavily, like I'll, map out things and, and see, you know, what, what scripts I have to get done, what interview I have to do, what research I have to get done, uh, whatever's on the docket for the day. And um, I, I just try to have structure and have um, some, some, uh, some framework to what I'm doing so I can really uh, create content consistently and effectively. I see, man. Dude, you really check your Instagram, like first thing first in the morning? Yeah, yeah, I, Man, do, I, I do. I admire you. Like, for real, I can't. <laughs> it's like for my mental peace, for real, I take like two hours. Right. You know, I wake up, I need to wait right. for one hour, at least one hour before I turn on my data and, and I jump into Instagram, man. That's probably best, man, honestly. Like, I'm not necessarily saying that it's a, it's a, it's a healthy thing. I know how um, detrimental social media can be, but for me, because I'm not using it as, you know, pastime, like I'm, it, it's, I'm more so, um, my business really, um, that, that's how I kind of treat it. Like I'm treating it as like, I'm logging on Instagram to check my, my business, right. I'm making sure that like my business is in order. So that's how I kind of look at it, but there's nothing wrong with waiting and, and doing other things, man, because you know, your phone first thing in the morning definitely isn't the best thing for you. Mm, I got it. Yeah, man. I was just like, I really had to mention that. Like, I really love to know the the morning routine, so to say, of other people. You know, I just, I mean, I like to know how they think. Like, I really wanted to know how you think. You know, I and that I feel really passionate about knowing how other people think and how they how they their thoughts connect with their behaviors. You know, but also like the routines. I, I mm -hmm. for example, in my case, I I like you mentioned the, the schedule. I like to make, I like to schedule my day the night before, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I I do as well. I do as well. Amazing, man. Okay, Nate, yeah. tell me. Let's talk about mistakes, so to say. Like, what's the stuff you can't control when you invest? You can't control the market, right? You can't control if it's going to go up or down. You don't know what's going to happen. All you know is the information that you've done your research on and that's all you can act on, right? You can't, uh, you can't know the future and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. All you can do is 
take your best stab um, with the information you have. And, and I mean, pray to God, <laughs> I'd say. I see, I see, man. So that's how you deal with that, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't worry about things I can't control. I, 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 I control things I can control, and if I can't control it, then I don't worry about it. That's just, it's just. And that's simple. wisdom, man. That's wisdom, literally. Appreciate. It. So, in your opinion, what are the common mistakes that a new investor will make? And I'm sorry, I know this is a cliche question, but I really wanted to know. So number one is they look for instant gratification, right? You, that's, a, that's a first mistake. You can't look for instant gratification with respect to investing. Uh, number two, they, they react based on emotion, like I've been saying. Um, and uh, number three, uh, they're in it for the wrong reasons. They're not, they're not looking to create long-term wealth. They're looking to make, you know, a get-rich-quick scheme and like even as a you know day trader short-term trader you're not going to make money you're not going to make a million in a mm. day right so you need to be in it for the right reasons um so you know looking for instant gratification being in it for the right reasons um you know and 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 being in it for the wrong reasons. sorry um are, are just a few different mistakes that i would see um with investors. yeah i see nate you know what Those sounds for me like common mistakes, but for any career, like no matter what you do, if you are there mm -hmm. for the wrong reason, if you are there for the instant gratification, and if you can control your emotions, like I feel like no matter what, uh, you're not gonna succeed in 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 any any area. Exactly, exactly, man, exactly. Were those also just your mistakes? Were they some of my I mean, mistakes? Those three were those also your mistakes? Um, maybe, maybe with other things like I with other business ventures, yeah. I, maybe not investing per se, like uh, stock market investing. I've always kind of been level-headed with that, but with business ventures for sure. Um, you know, I, I had a I had a Shopify store back in the day and I ran this uh, I ran this uh, wood wood like these wood products and I would sell them and this that and I was in it I wasn't in it for the right reasons I wanted to get rich quick it was a get rich quick thing uh, and I had no success with it and guess why because I was in it for the wrong reasons and I was looking for that uh, quick buck right so absolutely have made those mistakes in, in other capacities. Mm. Mm. Now, be honest, man. Is there any lesson you've learned the hard way? Yeah, yeah, I'd say, um, I'd say with that, you know, I've sunk hundreds and hundreds of dollars into that business, like mm. you said. Um, and I and I didn't, I didn't sell a thing. Like I didn't sell one single product, um, which is like. I mean, it's pretty hard to say out loud even right now, man. <laughs> um, and it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but I was pretty young and it, it taught, again, it taught me so much about what not to do. I think that's such a valuable thing. Um, like you saying, you have to learn the hard way and, and, you know, I'm far from perfect and, 
that's a prime example, right? So I, I learned, I learned the hard way, um, figured out what, you know, what really matters. And, uh, it made me a better man at the end of the day. Yeah. And I love how you reframe everything into a positive way, man. I really, I think that's admirable from you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And Thank you. can you tell me one lesson you've learned in the markets that could be applied in, in our day-to-day life? Yeah, um, you, you have to, again, you have to look past the now, right? You can't, you need to be, you need to look past the now and you need to realize that you're going to be okay. And, and if you do that in the markets, you're going to be fine because if you have that belief in the market that you're going to be okay, then you're going to be okay. Um, and in life, like, you can't get caught up if you had a shitty day or, sorry, if I swore there. You can't get caught up if you have a, a poor day or, um, you know, you're, you and your girlfriend are arguing or your boss is on your butt or whatever. And you can get, you can quickly get bogged down by that and get by getting caught up in the now. But if you can look past that and understand that you're going to be okay, it's really grand scheme, not a big, that big a deal at all. Um, you're going to find that you're going to have very little that bothers you. It might bother you for a second. It might, you know, kick you off a little bit, but you're going to bounce right back because who cares, right? It's grand scheme. Like it doesn't matter at all. So that's the same thing with investing, right? Like you have to look big picture, no matter what your time frame is, you need to understand what the, what the end game is, right? It always, it comes back full circle each row, you know? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I got it. And let me tell you one thing. I really appreciate how respectful you are and how self-aware you are of everything that comes out of your mind. And man, it doesn't matter if you say shitty day, it's fine. It's not, like... no. <laughs> but, but again, you are really self-aware of everything world that comes out of your mind. So I appreciate that, man. I have no problem, man. I really appreciate the kind words. Yeah, Thank man. You so okay, much. Let's, let's jump into the last section. Uh, it's going to be a really quick section. It's like a quiz. I'm going to make some questions to you. There are like three, five questions, six questions. And I hope you can answer them as quick as you can, okay? Okay, absolutely. Okay, Nate, here we go. Mentorship or self-education? Self-education. Because at the end of the day, you're all you have. Like, you can ha obviously you have family and things like that, but um you you there's there's somewhat of a limit to mentorship there's your your self education is absolutely unlimited give me give me one unpopular opinion about the markets um one unpopular but true or unpopular but not true um, or up to you man So, um, I'd say an unpopular opinion is, is, um, that, that the little guy in the market doesn't matter. And like, I believe that because with institutional investors and, and the big boys that move the really big money, like the billions and billions. That's what moves the market. That's what causes massive sell-offs and things like that. Um, 
as much as people might want to believe that mom and pop and, and smaller investors, me, you, like people that are in the market, move the market where we don't, we don't do anything um, to, to move the market. Um, what moves the market is those big institutions um, and, you know, uh, federal, federal money, fiscal, fiscal stimulus, things like that. That's what really drives um, uh, large market movements. And people don't really want to hear that. <laughs> okay, man. Tell me a common myth about the finances. That it's really difficult. I think that's a myth. It's, it's, it's as difficult as you'll make it, right? Like you can, finance can be very, very simple. You know, if you, if you, if you're willing to And learn about, about investments. It. I'd say the same thing. Like investing can be simple if you're willing to learn about it. It's it. Anybody can invest. That's, that's the big misconception. No, there's a lot of people that think only a few people can invest. Anybody can invest if they're willing to. Okay. Books or YouTube? Why? Books. They're just more expansive and they're more in depth. YouTube is, Awesome, and I and I use both resources, but YouTube is very okay. Okay, I like it. I like it. I respect that. Pick one superpower: read people's mind, stop the time, or become invisible at will. Say the first two read again. Read people's mind, stop the time, or become invisible at will. Stop Why? the time. I just, I've always, I've always been fascinated with unlimited time. Um, it like, that would just be, I mean, it'd be pretty scary after a while. <laughs> yeah. Unlimited time, but I'd say unlimited time, like being able to stop it, uh, would be, would be awesome. Why you have that passion? Why do I have passion? For no, no, I mean, or why do I have passion? You say that you always been like attracted to unlimited time. Why? Oh, why? You know, I think, I think it's such a, such a precious resource. I think, uh, I think uh, people get caught up in, in money and things like that. But I, I really, I really, 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 really value my time and people's time as well. You know, obviously your time, like I'm, uh, you know, trying to, trying to give you a good interview here. Um, and, and so the, the prospect of being able to control the most powerful resource that there is, um, is, is, I mean, it's pretty, pretty uh, appealing to me is what yeah, I'd say. I agree, man. I agree. Now, the last, last question. I'm going to give you some acronyms and you have to tell me what they mean, okay? ATR. Okay. Yeah. ATR? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> okay, man. C A P M. Yeah. C A P M. Oh man, I... something per minute. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, man. Um, last one. Q O Q. No idea, <laughs> okay, man. man. Um, I took them from uh, Investopedia. Investopedia. I was looking from there. Oh, yeah. well, the first one, and man, I am by no means an expert, by the way. 
the first one was um, right. average true range ATR. The second one was okay. capital asset pricing model CAPM. And okay, the last okay, one, yeah, okay. QOQ was sense. quarter on quarter. Yeah, no, no <laughs> chance on that one. <laughs> quarter yeah, over yeah. quarter. Oh, like returns and well, it's supposed to like be that? measuring technique that calculates the change between one fiscal quarter and the previous fiscal quarter. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Man, is there anything I should ask but I didn't? I think you covered a lot of things, man. Thank cool, you. man. Cool, Nate. Man, again, one last time, I appreciate so much, so much your time, your willingness, your self-awareness, your knowledge, man. I appreciate it. Ichiro, thank you, man. I really enjoyed chatting with you. It was really fun. Uh, I'd love to come back anytime man, you want. I love it. Nate, thank you. And until next time, okay? <laughs>